Welcome to Take Me to the Cloud, a place for business professionals to hear insights and best practices from industry experts that combine cloud systems, operations, supply chain, and finance. Good afternoon. Uh, thanks for joining Kim Gordon and uh, and I, Wally Marcus, uh, this afternoon. And uh, we look forward to talking today a little bit uh, about M&A activity. And we're going to look at it uh, from the buyer perspective. What we're going to focus on is a subset of IT due diligence. And that subset is really going to be focused on the systems part of, uh, of an acquisition. And what we're looking at, you know, specifically is what does the acquirer think about that target systems and how they can sort of assess them to mitigate the overall risk uh, when the acquisition actually finalizes. Uh, we're going to spend some time today thinking about some of the questions that an acquirer might ask um, and, you know, do those uh, do those systems support that target uh, for a year, not a year, longer than a year? Could that target expand and scale uh, staying on the same systems? Do they need to come over, et cetera? All those things we're going to talk a little bit about today. Um, does, the does the target have proprietary software and solutions that need to be considered? Are there security risks? Um, what is the uh, potential uh, target's uh, cybersecurity risk? All of these different things are going to be factored into uh, what we do. But essentially, if we think of it from a people, process, technology, and data, Kim, why don't you help us understand what a, an acquirer might think about as they go through this assessment? Sure. So in a fit gap analysis, what we really want to do is understand the strategy for acquisitions first off. Um, at the end goal is to create a plan, and, but this plan has to be complementary to the original goal. So the different options for strategy, I'm just going to list off some examples, is to do nothing. The target stays on the system, essentially, even though the processes are going to be changing. They're each going to respectively have their own IT architecture. Um, the second option could be that one company, it could be either the buyer or the target, is going to take over the other. So it could be either or. And then option three would be buy net new. So both are going to make, well, essentially the buyer would be making the change. So getting a new system and both would be going through that transition process. Um, so once you take a look at who's adopting which systems and who's going to be integrating into what, you really have to start asking other strategy questions like, is it just going to be a one and done deal? Are there going to be multiple acquisitions within the same time period that you have to consider? Because that does impact the timing, the planning. Um, is it just a carve out where you're just getting one department and then you have to negotiate those deals and also consider the transition strategy as well. So Wally, this is where I think we can use your, some of your expertise. What would be the result after going through each of the example options I produced? Yeah, I think gap analysis. Yeah, thanks. I think if we look at um, the do nothing, uh, sometimes it makes a lot of sense that the, the uh, target company is thriving. Uh, the systems are, are, are functioning as expected, and there's a plan in place, a one-year, two-year, five-year plan uh, for, for that target to exist on its own systems, and you go in with that thought process, and, and, and you're not trying to acquire, and it becomes more of a reporting. What kind of reporting do we need to see come up to the, to the new co or the new company that just acquired that, that other company? So there's a lot of conversation that we have around how we're going to get that reporting and what exactly is needed on the do nothing strategy. 
The do-nothing one is the easiest one for us to talk about, probably the hardest one on the acquirer, as there's different processes, different IT, different governance, different around it. So there's a lot, it ends up being a lot of work on the acquirer side and that do-nothing strategy. The, um, the one that's really interesting that we spend a lot of time on is an acquirer going in and saying, um, hey, I want to buy one versus two and three. So I'm going to speak to all three of those here just in a second. So if the acquirer comes in and says, hey, we want to buy one target and this is what we're doing and we want to look at their systems and we might either A, go on their systems or B, they might come on our systems. Either way, a very similar strategy. We go through and try to understand, you know, what it exactly it is you're looking to do uh, from the acquisition. Um, a lot of times there's a target transaction. So we're going to buy a target. We're going to do what we need to do. We're going to get five years and then we're going to try and transact. So the goal, the end goal in that case is that we are trying to buy something, change the management, put in a new system, put in a new ERP, clean up the inventory, whatever that is. And then at five year mark or whatever mark, they're going to turn around and then sell it. All those things go into that sort of acquire of one. Uh, and it helps us to understand what to right size the uh, new solution might be. So if the right size of that solution is, hey, the target is going to come over on the acquirers, what happens during the assessment is we look at the people process technology of the target and we marry that up with the people process technology and data of the um, acquirer. And then we come up with a fit gap analysis. Where is the risk? Where are we going to be exposed? So, Kim, you and I do assessments all the time on this people process technology, and we spend a lot of time on data. Comment a little bit on data. What are some of the gaps in data that we're seeing? And just think of a couple of projects that we're working on right now. What are some of the challenges that you see trying to get data and getting data out of the, the say, the target system in this case? Sure. So the, the thing is with data that it, it can present problems from the very beginning in any uh, transition project. So it's something you always have to keep keep a strict eye on. Um, the data quality uh, can be greatly impacted depending upon the data stewardship in a firm. So if there's poor data stewardship of the target firm, what you'll often see is that addresses are entered into number fields. Um, it, so that there's a lack of field validation, right? So so that that's one piece of the puzzle. Another piece is that there's disparate systems and processes being used depending upon different preferences in different departments. So you have to source the same sets of data from different places and that can affect the accuracy of the data as well. So that requires undergoing validation. Um, so data is the, the most riskiest part of any project, I think. And then depending upon the quality of the data and how well it's kept, um, that can factor in greatly to the level of effort the whole acquisition is going to take because it's going to impact every part of the, the transition. Love that a lot. I really like it. So, so the, the reason we went down that pathway is because when it comes to data, so we have people process technology and that data has got to come over. It's really important when we do the fit gap analysis on these on the target is that we understand how that data is going to come over. Even if, again, back to the do nothing strategy, that's in a very important piece because we're going to have to report on those in bits and pieces of information and in do nothing or acquire a single. 
What's interesting, and I'm going to bridge now to buying multiple. So if when we go in and learn the strategy is not to buy one target, but we have an interest in buying 10 targets, say, um, and we're looking at sort of an acquiring model. Now what happens is um, we're trying to then determine if a system A will manage it, will each of these 10 manage themselves and single and roll up all individually? Do we need a system? They're going to buy a new system implement the new system and then go get all these acquisitions and integrate them fully into a single system. All those things factor now into that fit gap analysis. That's again, a game changer. Now your data uh, exercise just went to 10 companies instead of one. So the size of that project can be very, uh, very quick. And more, most importantly here is to make sure that you have a system that will manage multiple types of company, companies be flexible, uh, et cetera. And we're seeing cloud technology really take over the space um, as it's quicker to deploy, um, quicker to uh, gain access. Can, can now with the controls coming full circle and, and, and really coming a long way from where they were in the beginning, uh, really being able to lock down systems and, and put some really good IT general controls in place. We're seeing a big push in this marketplace with cloud technology. And Kim, over to you just quickly to finish off on the on thinking about buying net new and some of the things that we're thinking about. As I look at our customers that we have right now that we're currently in flight with, and we're looking at a new system and they're moved to a new system, what are some of the things they might think about or they thought about as they went to that new system? Just quickly from a buyer perspective, maybe. From a buyer perspective, when you're transitioning and when when you need the target to transition into a new system, like Wally keeps mentioning, people process data technology. So it's it's one thing to um, start installing the system, but you have to make sure your your people are aligned. There's a, a bit of a change management process behind this whole thing as well. Um, you're not only um, installing a new IT system, you're changing people's behaviors, what processes they're going to do. You're actually changing their whole structure of how they're used to operating and maybe even the purpose of what how they're operating too. Um, so uh, as you're going through this, you have to understand what are, what are people's job roles today? How is that going to evolve once they're actually fully part of the buyer's operations now? Um, and then that's part of the fit gap too, in a sense where you have to understand um, how to take them from point A to point B. And that's part of the, the plan that needs to be baked in. How are you going to get your people to have buy-in into this? And how are you going to align the processes? The, the people pay, play a primary part in forming the processes as well and adapting to the processes. Um, so I, I would say that the, the change management piece is, is the biggest um, stickler in my mind. I think you're right. And, you know, as we start to think about closing out this segment, I think people are, you know, as we as we go back through and if I were to look at our other podcast sessions, people always seem to be the crux and we can have an IT challenge. But when we and as people, if we all get together and move forward, we find those projects be more successful. So I think, uh, you know, what a great, uh, great conversation, Kim, today. And thank you. As we start to think about, you know, the, the investment it takes to mitigate the risk. And that's really what we talked about today. When we have an when we have a, an acquirer seeking out a target and whatever strategy they're going, they're really trying to sort of seek to understand before they even do the acquisition and the letter of, of intent is to get to that point where you're thinking, hey, where am I exposed and where am I at risk? And so thank you very much 
Really appreciate everyone's time today and walking through this uh, interesting approach to systems and M&A activity. You've been listening to Take Me to the Cloud. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted of new episodes. For more information, visit witham.com.